0: You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Duck Lander calls. Tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt.
1: Hey everybody welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 168 and we got a doozy for you tonight we got Ryan Clark from Swamp Ox jumping on with us and if you haven't heard of this company um, you're about to get it being for a good treat so um, before we kick off Mark's up in the top left hand corner coming to us all the way from Nova Scotia Philly is down in Port Perry in my bottom left hand corner we got Ryan Clark in the bottom right hand corner coming to us from our Saw and I'm just outside Kingston, Ontario. Um, Everybody, please subscribe, ring the bell, smash buttons. I don't give a fuck what it is you got to do, but we need subscribers. So subscribe, like, all that stuff. Tell your mom, tell your dad, um, spread the word, pay for a plane to pull a banner across the sky. I don't care. Um,
2: We're not desperate.
1: Yeah, we're not desperate. We're not desperate at all. Um, but this is really cool. And and Ryan, I got to tell you, because I'm not sure if if you're fully aware of how um I came to know about you and Swamp Ox, but Phil um just October, Philly. So two months ago. Yeah, it was the
3: last last weekend in October.
1: Yeah, so the last week in October, Philly is down um with Tony Vandemore with Habitat Flats, and he's down okay. hunting with him, And Philly's like he sees all these all these racks, all these swamp box wrap racks on, on the uh side by sides and and UTVs and all this stuff, right? And he was like, What the fuck is this? And so he starts looking into it and, and researching a little bit. And then of course he reaches out and, and he's talking to your lovely wife Hannah and, and you know, here we are. Um and there there you go. And Mark is here and thank God he's here. Oh, we're looking at four fifty, Mark. Oh, fine one. Yeah, wrong one, buddy. We're looking at the flight line right there of Chinooks. <laughs> so, um, so Ryan, buddy, um, thanks so much for coming on. I know you're super busy and uh, and you're you're just coming off a great hunt. So, um, before we get into looking at the the gear there, Mark, uh, with with Swamp Ox, um, let's talk about this crane hunt, buddy, that you were on just recently because that looked like an awful good time man.
0: at first appreciate the invite for getting on the podcast and yeah the hunt was amazing uh, it's Prey bomb outfielders out of amarillo texas uh vince is the owner of it um we hunted with a couple great i say kids one was 21 the other one was 23 those were our guides and it was absolutely wonderful first time i've ever been on a crane hunt so my expectations were kind of in between low and high i didn't really know what was going to happen uh, Saturday morning, we had probably 5,000, 6,000 birds flying around us at sunup. Uh, wow. Absolutely unreal. The sky literally turned black when they got up off the roost. Uh, the roost was between us and the sun, uh, facing the east. And they just came up and just kept coming and coming and coming. And we actually had, we were three birds shy of a nine man limit by eight 30 that morning. And then it took another <laughs> two and a half hours to get the final three birds. It was torture for, I mean, just torture for those last couple hours.
1: What's your uh, what's your uh, personal limit for crane down there? What is it, three birds? Three birds apiece. Three yeah, birds three apiece, birds. yes, sir. hoo, hoo. So, shit, man, 27 birds. Well, so 24 birds by 830? 24
0: by 830, and then, like I said, those last three just drug by... It would, Great time in the blunt. We were with some good people from the East Coast and down in Florida, and yeah. I mean, so we were laughing, joking the whole time. Never even realized two hours had passed by, and then we started counting everything up and realized we were three short. And finally, we had the last three kind of work in, um, and finished it out that morning. So it was great. Wow. So Beautiful. I'm gonna have to plug. I'm gonna have to plug Vince and them man. If you ever look yeah, for a crane really. hunt, those guys down at Prairie Bomb, uh, they do a great, great job down there in Texas.
1: I'm gonna write that down because I'll uh, I'll I'll tag them uh, when I make the post and everything. So prairie oh, bomb,
0: prairie bomb, yes sir, prairie okay. bomb outfitters.
1: Um, yeah. So a couple hours. That's a nice little break to cool the guns and and have a have a cigarette and and fill up your coffee and and poke fun at fellas who miss shots and stuff like that, and then get ready for the final three. Right. Oh.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately the last one before the break was a solo that came kind of in behind the blind and I whiffed on the first two shots and then finally connected on the third one. And yeah, so two hours of hell getting tortured about missing two shots out (laughs) of the three. So I was the unlucky one that morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's funny because you know, to anybody I've, I've only ever hunted crane once and I've only ever shot one, um, and, and that's debatable because I think there was a bunch of us that all pulled up and shot. I'm claiming I shot it. And I think there was a couple other fellows that claimed that, that they may have got it too. So it's... Uh...
3: That was kind of like the snow goose hunt last year.
1: <laughs> yeah. One
3: one bird. He would long dead before he hit the ground.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but you know, like you think about it, like it's a big bird. It's a big target that that's coming in at you. And you think that those things, you'd just be able to knock those things down easy, but they're not so easy. Well yeah I had it. a couple of people
0: ask me about it uh just this week and I told myself I said they're easier to knock down than geese are. Uh <laughs> goose is a lot harder to get on the on the ground uh just because you can clip those wings so easily and, and pull it down. But right. but uh the first volley Saturday morning that went down or that was shot, I think we dropped Leave eight out of the first volley. We had one that drifted out about 300 yards, one that was about 200, a couple about 150, and forward a little closer. So the guys broke loose. Me and another guy with the blind took off after him and uh, ran by one that was not quite dead. So I grabbed it, and wrung his neck, and I took off after another one at 150. I get about three feet away from it and it popped up and hissed like a bobcat would or something at me. Stopped me down my tracks. So I was like, guys, what the what the hell is this, man? And uh, they were just yelling, kicking in the head, just kicking in the head. And I'm like, oh you are funny. They're like, no, 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 like definitely do it. Do not grab that bird, you know. Yeah. So I finally got it Oh man, that's what they were telling us. They don't even take their dogs with them because no. there's no. been horror stories <clears throat> of dogs getting I've heard that. Tipped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting whooped by pretty bad. So
1: and Ryan, I'm gonna tell you, buddy, like I can really only see your shoulders and head, but you look like a big oh. dude. And um
2: I... if, if you're <laughs> chugging across that,
1: the, if you're chugging across that field chasing them birds down like you're working for it too and and uh I'm a fairly I'm a half decent sized lad myself. So uh I don't know. I'd be all in by the time I got to that bird and I wouldn't be <clears> screwing <throat> around I don't think.
0: Brother, that was that's the first time I've done a 100-yard sprint since I was probably in, well, at least playing college baseball. And that's been twelve, that's been 12, 13 years ago. And the other gentleman that ran out of the blind with me, he's built about like me, not quite as heavy. And we both got back to the blind huff and puff, and I was still choking like I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day that night. And I mean, got up the next morning, I'm like, man, I feel like I got hit by a truck, 100-yard yeah. dash, and that's what got me? Come on. So... It's definitely definitely made for smaller people. When you get out there running across those fields,
1: I love that stuff, eh? I I remember was with uh, like Merk. Um, I'll be out walking around the woods with Merck and stuff when he when he lived close by, and and I'm always dragging behind him. Eh? Merck is always out walking around and climbing over stuff in the woods and stuff like that, and I just couldn't keep up with him. Eh? and 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 I'd you know at the end of the day, I'm like, man, fuck this. I got to get back in shape back back to my days of being in the army and and being in shape and sh- shit like that and and i'd convince myself and then mark to throw like a big bag of lays potato chips towards me and i'm like yeah i'll start i'll start that tomorrow Fuck hey, that. Don't, don't, don't ever forget round is a shape <laughs> right. it is a shape it is a shape
0: you're correct train for the downhills <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Round. i is could true. definitely roll downhill
1: <laughs> yeah no doubt <laughs> No doubt, buddy. No, that's, that's awesome, our, man. That's
0: our
3: token Simpsons reference for the show. Mm. There you go. I like it. I'm in shape. Round in mm-hmm. shape. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go.
1: Philly, did you have you have you hunted crane when you were out west?
3: Did you guys nah, hunt well, crane? We we never really targeted them. Um, we'd seen some. So, like the house that we rented for the week that we stayed in, like you could get the binos out and like you could literally scan the horizon and see like Newfoundland because it's so fucking flat. Yeah. Um but we'd seen flocks um a couple fields over, like there was a bit of a valley out the front door. Yeah, out the front door, a bit of a valley. So you could see like shit a kilometer. And we'd seen a pile wow. out in the field. Like I couldn't tell you how many were, there. I don't know, a couple dozen, a hundred, whatever it was. Right. Um, but like actively hunting, like we actually we primarily targeted ducks when we were out there. Right. Um, but we never saw a single crane come through, like, our spread or whatever. Really? You know, We've seen some here and there. And, like, I've seen, if actually, a few flocks fly over, what oh, was the field that I took you and Mark to? Right. I've seen two flocks fly over that field. We've yeah, had hundreds, oh, are they
2: and hundreds of them. Of them around really? the Ottawa Valley.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's We're starting to get numbers of them, of them now. Thousands,
3: but hundreds.
2: So, <laughs> well, Ryan... Then, uh,
1: island
3: is like loaded up
1: yeah so ryan historically we haven't in in ontario we haven't been seeing crane and then all of a sudden in the last um in the last 10 years we're starting to see them um and their population is is growing we're nowhere near i don't think uh anywhere near the numbers where we're going to be able to have a hunt um but but if it's if it's managed properly you know maybe someday down the road we will get to have a we'll get to have a, you know, a crane hunt because it wasn't, and, and Mark and Phil, you guys could probably educate me on this, but I don't know how long ago it was, but there was no turkey here in, in Ontario. And, and now like wild turkey.
2: Uh, wasn't that long. That was 20, 25 years ago when they repopulated the, those. Yeah. The
3: big, the big reintroduction, I think, was like the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Late so, 80s, early 90s, maybe. It's actually like, it's been known as to be like, Hands down, like, the most successful animal Re-inter- non-human thing reintroduction program, like, in existence.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm the surprised n- they can
0: survive up there as new cold world. as it gets.
1: Well, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like, well, I don't know about northern Ontario. So, like, where I am, like, down on, like, the southern, the southeastern part of Ontario, like, there's no difference... Like it's only, I don't know, from me to New York or like from my house to the border, it's probably like three kilometers. So, oh, so
0: okay. So yeah, your environment's a little different than I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. more Northern where stay yeah. a little colder year round. Yeah. Um, um I we,
3: like where we, where we moose hunt up in Thunder Bay. Yeah. So for you, Ryan, Thunder Bay is like the North shore of Lake Superior. Um. I've seen turkey tracks up where really? we moose hunt, and that's like an hour and a half northwest of Thunder Bay.
1: We've already you. spent too much time talking about turkey on this show, and not and not, I'm not <laughs> too, ducks. Bad, Dave. too bad. Too <laughs> bad. <laughs> Man, I
0: could talk, I could talk about any type of hunting. I've, I've been hunting my whole life, and everything from deer, rabbit, raccoon, squirrel. Uh, all the way to turkey hunting, and now, I guess, officially Sand Hill sandhill training hunting.
1: How uh, is, uh, I can put them down on resume, your, too, now. How's your duck numbers in in Arkansas this year? If you look at the report,
0: reports, they seem good. Uh, we actually have a farm down in Stuttgart. We have about 200 acres down there, a little closer to Humphreys. Uh, and we're kind of stuck in a little bit of a bad spot. So, Balmita, wherever what we call the shooting grounds, the public hunting where everybody just dreams about going hunting. They're about five, five, six miles from the closest point of the WMA to our corner. Uh, But right beside us, uh, uh, ABF, Arkansas best freight actually has land and they have around 250, 300 acre rice field that they actually don't hunt. It's a hundred percent rest area. And so, you know, we'll sit there and watch, two, 3,000 birds a morning, cup right over us, head a quarter mile past us, go right in that field, and then you don't see them again until right before roost, and they're flying back across our slough. So, um, I officially, I don't know because I haven't talked to enough guys over there. Right, yeah. Uh, but from what I've seen, it seems like the numbers are higher. I at least know our speckle belly numbers are higher because we uh, got bumped up to three per person per day as opposed to we've been at two for, I think, last 10, 15 years.
1: So. Okay, okay. All right, buddy. Let's get in. Let's talk. Let's talk swamp box. Cause listen, I don't own a UTV, a side by side. But I'm I didn't gonna... buy you buy a swamp box. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you that liquor cart. I would like. I'm just looking. I could almost. I could almost justify the cost of the cart. I just wouldn't be able to justify the cost to the ship the fucking thing to Canada. I couldn't even uh... imagine what that would cost to get to Canada. You know the crazy
0: part is we've actually Look. shipped we've shipped stuff uh, full rack systems up to Alaska. So it is expensive, but it's yeah. not at well Alaska was really expensive just the way the ports work. But right, uh, so that that cart I do off the top of my head I don't know the overall size of it, but as you can yeah. see, it comes with c deck on it. Uh, Holds quite a bit, quite a bit of liquor and uh, your choice of what to put on top of it. Uh, I think we still have a Couple sitting around the shop. I'm not. I'm not 100 for sure. Uh, we may have sold out the last one and then just never restocked. I'll be honest with you.
1: It's awesome, man. Like I, I look at it, and like I said before, uh, mm. we start recording. If, if that doesn't want you to get shit face loaded, drunk, I don't know what it is. But like it, it looks like it's built for a man. It's built for a man cave. Like it's built it for in, in the grudge right?
0: Oh yeah, man. Uh, so the guy that actually uh, owns our property where our shop and stuff is. Uh, he has one in his man cave. Uh, whenever we do a trade show, we normally would take one with us. And it's always a talking point because you always have that one guy that really doesn't care about the racks and walks up and is like, I want that. I'm like,
2: it's for <laughs> sale, you know?
0: So, uh, cause you put, you put liquor on anything and you always have a, have a guy walk up, start asking questions about absolutely. it. Well, the, Chris, that, that'll just make you sell anything. Yes, but, that is true. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. But, um, but Philly, like, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about, at Habitat Flats and, and you seen so, you know, obviously Ryan's going to come on here and he's going to talk about how awesome the products are and, and stuff like that. And, 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 and that's his job, right? That's what he's supposed to do. Um, but you, you know, you, you seen it firsthand down there and, and you're riding around in the side-by-sides coming from the lodge out to the blinds every day and the gear hooked up and, and, and everything, you know, tell me, tell us a, a little bit, we'll, we'll get to Ryan when he can tell us all about how awesome it is, but, I'd love to hear your point of view on it.
3: <laughs> well, like obviously, you're, you're duck hunting in Missouri and Arkansas, just like the culture and everything. It's night and day different in comparison to what we have up here. Right. Um, so being down at Tony's place, um, they've got... I actually asked Tony one day. I'm like, how many side-by-side side do you guys have? And they're like, 24.
1: 24? 24?
3: 24 fucking side by each. <laughs> and they run them for a year yes. and then flip them. Yeah. So every year, it's a brand new side-by-each. Yeah. Um, now, like, out of the pile that we saw, because they got prop, like, they, they legitimately have side-by-sides stashed in the bushes fucking everywhere. Like, there's places where, like, um, some of the guys will run out of the side-by-sides straight from where the lodge is other places like we drove to the um, it's actually like the guides house so all the guides that work for Tony like they have a house and that's where they stay because there's guys that like they commute in from like 2, okay. three, ten hours away so there's side by sides there you'll drive out into the middle of the fucking bush and there's a sea can cut open and there's 3 more side by sides and so a good portion of the, the side by sides that Tony has you have got the swamp box racks on. And the nice thing is, is it basically doubles your ability to carry stuff. Right. Cause like there's some, some of the, uh, some of the blinds we went to, like, especially when we went to the guides house, parked the trucks there, jumped in the side by sides. It's like a, I don't know, three, four mile drive from the house to where the blinds are. Yeah. So, you know, you're running, well, we were a party of four and you've seen some of the videos and stuff where like, there's like five, six, seven guys, clients running in a blind. So you've got a dog, sometimes two, so you have like a gunner in the back of the, in the box and the side by side. So now you've got X number of guns, X number of blind bags. Some guys are running coolers, like the guys, cause like, you know, they're bringing snacks and drinks and stuff out for the clients, mm-hmm. um, heading back. From the blind to like where your trucks are. Like you can hang your your straps of ducks off these things. Um there was one day Trevor Davidson and I, we went into town. That's what you want to call it. There's like literally a gas station in Sumna, Missouri. So we wheel in there, grab some stuff and whatnot, and like literally guys just appear out of like nowhere. And it's a bunch of duck hunters on a side by side. Well, guess what? They have a swamp box on the back of their side by side. And again, they've got blind bags jammed in there, guns. They've got, you know, for guys that are running and gunning through the bushes and doing like these public land hunts, they've got piles of decoys hanging off this thing. So like just the absolute versatility and ability like to double, if not triple the amount of shit you can carry without like having like have a second side by side right? or have like a trailer or a sled or whatever else. Like it's just, it's an absolute genius idea. Like.
1: Ryan, um, is, is the reasoning behind it? Um, uh, obviously, it's it's for load carriage, um, but is is the reasoning behind the racks so that it doesn't take away anything of the structural strength of the of the machine itself? Is that is that the idea behind it?
0: Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all about what Phil was talking about. I mean, just being able to maximize the amount of stuff you can carry in. The way our product works you do you don't have to drill into any of your rigs our Holy. bed-mounted cab racks they go into fact or our cab-mounted uh, bed racks go into the factory holes on both Canams and polarises our bed-mounted racks actually uh, cap over your bed rails and then they bolt into the or they turn into your bed so hmm. uh structurally wise i mean they're yeah. they're strong you know we yeah. tell people on the cab-mounted racks be smart about it. Don't you know? Don't throw six hundred pounds of deer corn up there and go out to a deer feeder and try to try to feed it all. You know, uh, but we've had a couple of guys my size, and I'm well about three hundred pounds. Uh, hold on to the back of it and never have an issue out of it. Um, so it's really just maximizing the space and being able to to carry a lot more stuff. Uh, for example, when we we're down in Amarillo, crane hunt this past weekend, the field that we hunted on Friday was frozen over we got out there it was down around 22 degrees 23 degrees well by the time we we're getting ready to leave out uh it had thawed so and it was some of that old buckshot mud that just sticks to you and gets thick so we didn't want to bring the tandem actual trailer back out there mm-hmm. so they end up loading out i don't remember how many decoys we put out but it took them nine trips and that luckily they had a bed rack on there so because if they didn't have a bed rack it probably would have been another five or six trips you know in and out of a field 450 500 yards uh but yeah so i mean it's just just to make it easier for you that that's the whole point the whole point of the yeah. rack
1: no no it, may, it, it totally makes sense to me and and the fact that you know um in a in a place where duck hunting is is such a way of life and and from what phil is saying um there's a need for it, obviously, right? Because, or else people wouldn't have, they wouldn't be spending their their hard-earned money um, to get it um, if there wasn't a need for it. Because um, when when you start talking about stuff like this and, and the dollar value that's attached to it, um, it goes beyond, well, I'd like to have it. There, they obviously need it, right? So so that, that's right. the cool thing about it. Mark, you're a bit of a, I don't know, I don't know how to explain, but like, Things like that, like that's really your bag, right? Like, I, I don't know, technology how, or the gadgets and shit? gadgets and 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 things <laughs> and how it works and and strength and, and and beating the shit out of stuff like that. That's your thing. You guys market yourselves
2: pretty good. When I'm looking at the, uh, the all the different photos for the different uh, setups, that's uh, you're out beating the shit out of this stuff. Like you you're you're doing. In the photos, you're doing what you want to do with this stuff so that it, if you're showing it to someone else, like, I'm going to share one here now, and it's, a. Uh, it looks like a battery. Is that batteries? Yeah. Those are, those are batteries. Um, uh, there's one, two,
0: three, four, five, and I think got it's Daybreak names, Outdoors. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so that's our that's our bed extension. It gives you another three and a half feet off your uh, bed. And, um, again, it turnbuckles into your bed, so you don't have to actually physically mount it into the bed. One guy could actually pick that up and take it out and put it in. It weighs, you know, 75 wow. pounds, 80 pounds. Uh, and then to go back to your structural, converse, or structural <laughs> conversation, it actually – bolts into your ball hitch on the back of your rig so you get that underneath support and you don't have to worry about you oh, know cool. it tilting or bending or anything else so
2: but that's got to be at least 400 pounds of battery sitting on that at least at least <laughs> that's crazy
0: wow. that's pretty tough
1: yeah <laughs> the, like the, you're, there's no sag in that at all eh yeah, yeah like as, when long, you're talking,
0: as long as go ahead sorry
1: yeah no you're talking about that 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 structure support underneath there at the ball hitch and stuff right like like Mark saying, like there's 400 pounds of batteries on that, on that, at, least. That, at yeah. least on that extender. And there's, there's no sag whatsoever in in that extender. That's pretty impressive. Like it, it's obviously built right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's what we take pride in. Um, you know, been around for a couple of years now and, uh, we've only had a couple issues out of any of our product and it was, it honestly it was people abusing the product and they were the cab mounted racks and, a guy tried to tell us that you know, he was just using it like daily use, and pretty sure he had a lot more than daily use stuff up there. He probably had four or five hundred pounds uh, sitting right. up there, and the arm ended up collapsing on one side. So, yeah. uh, just the company that we are and what we believe in is building a great product. So the guy caught us in his photos. He finally owned up to a little bit of what he was actually doing. Uh, we built two new arms for it, reinforced them to better suit his. Yeah, needs sent them back to him, and that's been over a year and a half and haven't heard another word besides him sending photos to us of either hunting or working because he actually uses his more on his farm than he does for actually hunting purposes right and and yeah what what type of metal are you guys using in these so it's 080 marine garried aluminum um that's what all, all of our aluminum is and then everything's CNC bent. So if you look at the top of our baskets, uh, they're actually CNC bent. So it give a little more reinforcement and everything's then welded together at a nice. shop. And then for like the uh, the extension, it's two by two. I believe it is one eighth wall, two by two square tubing that actually goes down and plugs into your ball hitch.
1: Okay. It, yeah.
0: It, it's, a, it's an example of uh, function
2: over form, but because it's such a, a tough beefy thing and you guys took the time to put some little details in it that it, it it's form ends up being pretty badass it looks pretty good the way it is appreciate but it definitely function over form when you look at it so you know you know it was made to work and then everything else was a bonus the way it looks and everything
0: and like
3: on, on top of the side-by-side rocks you guys have rocks for like the front of the mud boats and
0: yes. whatnot so we do have some uh, front racks for boats. Uh, it was one of those products we jumped in thinking that it would be a quick sale um, or people would get really interested in it. And it's just so hard to build a universal boat platform that kind of right. works for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but the ones that we have sold, I mean, people absolutely love them. And, you yeah. know, they're great products. Uh, a few years ago we donated one to DU for a, uh, uh raffle and that guy normally the guy that won it sends us photos two or three times a year when he's bow fishing or when he's duck hunting just because he likes the fact it's a little bit more stores that you can throw decoys or yeah. jackets or blind bags or anything underneath it
3: yeah
1: yeah you, i would any, i would
3: you get the light bars on there as well or? i would yes, sir.
1: i would think that that yeah like that would that would be a little bit harder you know it's not like um when it comes to the utvs and stuff like that where you know can-am and and polaris uh honda you know the the major names and, and what people you know buy but when it comes to when it comes to duck boats like there's so many different brands out there right now and and it seems like every year there's a there's a new boat manufacturer coming out so trying to trying to build something that that's a universal fit for the boat world that would be that would be a pretty daunting task i would think
0: yeah, as long as they have a front deck, they basically work. The issue yeah. with it is then you're trying to convince somebody to to drill
1: holes and put screws yeah. into a to a brand new duck boat. And I mean, if it was me personally, I, I, I probably wouldn't do it either. No, so. no. Yeah. See, what I do when when it comes like, and I don't do it anymore because I sold my duck boat. But I would torment Mark for like a week and show him what I was going to do, where I was going to drill holes, because I wouldn't want to drill holes either. I'm like you; I wouldn't want to. I hate drilling holes and shit. <laughs> And I'd be scared that when I did, that, I, that I'd screw it up because that's my thing. I normally do. Um, and I'd be like, this is what I want to do. Does this make sense? Yeah. Are yeah, you, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. why you have great friends that I that know what <laughs> <Yeah>. they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think up stupid shit and then I have to run it by everybody else. That That's usually my... That's yeah. Mar- Mark's to. like your mechanical engineer.
3: Yeah. Hey, hey, Mark, is this a good idea?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want oh. to yeah. do this. I want to do this. On to the next idea. At that point. On to the next. I even like that time we were going to build that bridge. Remember that bridge we were going to build across that river out on your deer property? Man, yeah. I tell you what. If if my idea worked on that, it would have been the best bridge ever. <laughs> <laughs> A
0: six-year-old would be happy to see it. How, how did it work out? Did you actually build it?
1: No, we gave <laughs> up. We lost. <laughs> I, got, interest I
0: got. I got posted <laughs> out of
1: there. I left. We lo- <laughs> we lost interest on it. No, it would have been <laughs> epic, Philly. It would have been. It would have been bombproof, dude. But uh, a lot more, a lot more work than than what I wanted to put into it, and and Mark wanted to put into it, obviously. So. Um, I think that's the way
0: all hunting ideas go. It's like, man, we really need this. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And then 15, you're 20 get- minutes later, you're like, do we do we really need this? Like, come on. Come on, <laughs> come on let's,
3: let's go to something limited. else. Or Bertie, you get halfway through the project and you're like, fuck, what was I thinking? Well, <laughs> I was limited case- by the
2: mass of the trees. The trees I needed to use to get across that river were weighing four or 5,000 pounds a piece. Yeah. So even yeah. two people, Damien and myself, you would need a lot of leverage and fulcrums yeah. and whatnot to get a four or five thousand pound tree across a what was it, Damian? Fifty-five foot span?
1: Oh, easy, easy, <laughs> <Yeah>. easy. <laughs> so
0: using like equipment at that point.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> and the great thing about it was that I was coming up with all these great ideas, <laughs> um, and it was on Merck's dime. So I had I <laughs> yeah, had no-, no. That's the best way. I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had nothing in it. I was just there for technical support. So, uh, so I would think up all this shit and, and, hey, let's do this and let's do that. And Mark's, Mer- <laughs> Merck's, all Mark's seen is just dollar figures, <laughs> dollar figures going over in his head. So it was pretty good. It was pretty good, but it was fun, fun couple days. And then we, when we finally dropped, we, we had one tree and we were like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be the main span. And then Mark dropped it and we cracked it like at the top yeah, when it, when it snapped, <laughs> when it hit the oh, other side. Man. And we thought we, like, we, we honestly, thought it through and we were like no no if we do it this way it should go across and it shouldn't snap but it's still snapping that's when yeah. we lost that's when we lost our courage right there
2: 90 90 to 100 foot tall trees carry a lot of mass when they drop yeah, <laughs> they, they they hit the ground with some force yeah. More inertia
1: there when it gets yeah. just, to the just, bottle just a little bit and then of course that sort of kind of dammed up the river at that point too right so now we got to get down and we got to clean it up and this is one of those days when I was like, man, I gotta get in shape because <laughs> obviously Merck's running the chainsaw, and I'm I'm the I'm the dude that's got to start taking all the brush and moving it to the side.
3: I but, believe the proper term is gopher.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> gopher. I'm gonna tell you, I worked I worked that day too, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta I gotta get in shape. Yes. Mm, got a big bag of chips. I'd like that to see. <laughs> <cheap." laughs> so what so what's new like what's coming up for for swamp box like is there anything like big trade shows so like um uh like delta waterfowls expo like are you guys planning on being at that because i believe that's in i believe that's going to be in louisiana this year correct Um, so
0: we did uh we did delta this past summer yeah in little rock i had a great turnout um got to meet a lot of great people that's actually where i met the prairie bomb outfitters group um and we've decided that we are going to go down. I think it's in Baton Rouge, if I remember yep. right. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be there for a couple of years, and then over in Nashville for a couple in the back in Little Rock. I think they are doing a couple-year rotation for each. And as of now, the game plan is definitely to go back down there. Uh, we do a 737 event every year. Uh, so my wife, Hannah, that runs the company, uh, she's actually a world champion duck caller. So she gets uh, – hounded to go to 737 every year to yep. uh, judge their meat calling competition that they have. That's so awesome. we do those two. We've talked about some other ones and man, it's just finding the time. Uh, yeah, by the time I we bet. both work all week, we don't really feel like traveling and nothing's really sure. close to Northwest Arkansas. Everything's a three to four or five hour drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as of now, I know I Delta is our next one and if something pops up between now and then, we may may go and hit it up. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm planning, um, obviously I won't have a, we won't have a, a booth, Punisher won't have a booth or nothing there, but I am planning this year that I, that I'm going down because last year in Little Rock, just, I had friends that were there, um, business acquaintances that were there and they're sending me pictures of my buddies being there, like Brian McRae, who, who the boys all know he's down there. He's, he's one of the, the government, uh, policy guys with Delta up here in up here in Canada. So he's down there and he's sending me pictures of, of hanging out with the boys from first light and stuff. And I'm like, man, I really need to be, because it looks like it just looked like such an awesome time. And obviously the people, um, the people you want to hang around with, right? Like, it's just a big old pile of duck hunters and talking oh, about Christ. duck hunting.
3: Even Brian was sending me photos. He's down there rubbing elbows with uh, Brad Sanders and Dixie decoys. And... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all those guys are down there. So, yeah, I got to – we sh- we should plan a trip down there. Like, we should go. Like, go down just for the weekend. I
0: think y'all should, man. Uh, I, y'all, I think y'all might just have to set up a booth on the back of
1: one of our rigs. We, wow. we got
0: enough room back there maybe maybe with bed extension like tail- i think we get a couple of chairs and get a desk and everything for you
1: yeah yeah do a tailgate down there or oh screw that like <laughs> we'll just put
0: damien on the fucking drink cart we'll just push
3: him around all weekend. <laughs> there you go
1: yeah i can, <laughs> there I can you do go. that i like it i can, I like do, it. That. I can do that yeah. that's awesome <laughs> um so what so you know what's new co- so what are you got coming up for for hunting now ryan um do you have any big trips i know you were just down in down with the crane hunt and stuff like that and then, and you sort of alluded to it like you and your wife are are, are busy right and and sometimes you just got to stay home and, and relax and recharge the batteries and stuff so um do you have anything else so, big on the go that's
0: so that's the biggest hunt that i'll go on um I, that's actually my first guided hunt ever to go on so having other people do the work was kind of weird for me uh yeah. like the first time i ever went on a guided fishing trip and the guy was baiting my hook and like look man come on i can I, i'm a grown man i can bake my own hook really uh, they so Do that
1: on guided fishing I, probably not trips? does
0: oh man you go down south louisiana on a red fishing trip oh yeah they'll put the shrimp around right the hook for you the whole time it kind of kind of takes a little bit of your manhood away the first couple of times <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you're like you know what this actually ain't half bad let me sit here and drink some <laughs> more beer and just hold the pole back behind you so they put, <laughs> put a shrimp on it uh, that's awesome but no they, I, I don't think we'll make another big trip. Uh, we'll be back down to Stuttgart after Christmas. Uh, we'll go down there and I'm fortunate enough that I get to take a few days off from, from my work. And uh, so we'll be down there for a few days, deer hunting and duck hunting. And then we'll be back up here. It's like this weekend, me and a buddy are going uh, to a couple of ponds that I have, farm ponds, see if we can jump on a few ducks. We normally normally do pretty good, you know, shoot handful of ducks a morning, maybe, maybe get a couple of Canada's to come through. Uh, yeah. but yeah, probably won't make another big trip unless somebody calls and says, Hey, you know, yeah, we appreciate everything you've done for us with rack systems. You, you want to discount a hunt. And I, I don't think I want to ask my wife if I can, if I can go on another hunt out <laughs> in West Texas or anything this year. Yeah. Well, if you're wanting to shoot Canada, just come up here. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I had to be very careful, uh, to say Canada's not Canadians. I have been told before yes. by a gentleman from, from Canada, uh, he set me straight really fast when I said, "Man, let's let's shoot these Canadians when they were coming in." He was a mutual friend or a friend of a friend, and first time I've ever taken this dude hunting. And he looked at me and goes, "What'd you say?" I was like, let's "Shoot these Canadians when they come in." He goes, "Sir, man, those are Canadians." I was like, yeah, d- "Don't don't shoot the Canadians. for good people." It's same same difference. Like, we got ten minutes talking. Yeah, that's why he said, "Hey, do not shoot Canadians." I'm a Canadian. I was like, "Whoa, man! All right, all right, you know." Yeah. Uh, so I have to be very very clear now that I say "Canadas." Um, yeah. But no but man, I would love to come be, up there. Um, I have buddy, a couple I'd, buddies. Uh they they head up north and hunt and man, they absolutely love it. But these are guys who have a better situation than me. Uh they actually they shoot the whole flyboy. They start in Canada at the beginning of season and they go all followed all the way down to South Louisiana and to Texas. And then about every I think every couple of years they go all the way into Argentina and hunt in Argentina. So and yeah, I don't I don't have it that kind of good.
3: I know. I know. Mark and Damien can attest. Lawn care service. I've oh, I've yeah. got a few a few birds around my part. So.
0: Yeah, to, buddy. To I the, love to the point
3: where yeah, Mark. Same, not same you. If you to so. Arkansas.
1: Yeah, buddy. If you ever, if you ever find yourself up this way, if if Swampox ever says, "Hey, listen, we need you to go to Canada and set up a dealership." Um, you make sure it's in the fall. And if you're in Ontario, um we might we won't get you on many ducks. Um <sighs> but Canada's, yeah. Yeah, we Nobody we dime dime a dozen. Yeah. Tell you right
2: not- now, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this as, as a possible hookup for your company. You wanna get involved. If you don't want to set up your own dealership up here, get involved with Royal Distributing in Ontario. Royal Distributing.
1: Remember yeah, that yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, Royal yeah. Royal Distributing—they
2: are everything, anything, and everything for ATV and snowmobiles up here. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, yeah. That's cool. okay. That's, yeah, I appreciate that's that's name on... that Yeah, Royal I'll, Distributing. I'll, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you the information, Ryan, when we get off. Yeah, please, uh, please. When we get off the show. Yeah, they're they're actually fuck, and they're huge. Like a in like Ontario. A, yeah, a huge, huge company in Ontario. Um, okay. yeah, I'll shoot you that information, buddy. Um, means- and anything all terrain, oh. like oh man, that'd be dirt much appreciated.
0: Yeah, we, we have a few dealerships. Do what? Oh yeah, we've had. Well, we don't. So yeah, I think what makes us different than like the other competitors in this market, the other rack systems, is uh, we're in actually a, a full scale, custom meta- ma- uh, manufacturing shop. So, we're a custom metal shop. We do, we have our own uh, powder coating, sandblasting. We do our own sanding. The only thing we do not do is CNC bending because it's actually cheaper to pay somebody else than buy a few, yeah. a few million dollars in equipment. Uh, so, if you come to us, uh, well, for example, we have one guy that reached out to my wife last week. He has a military Hummer or Humby from yep. the late 80s, and he decided that he wants a bed rack that goes from the bed all the way to the front of the cab. So we told him, "You get it up here to us, and we'll we'll build you a custom rack system for your Humvee. Uh, we do custom racks for Jeeps. Uh, we have a Forerunner. We have another guy that's wanting his truck done. So that's a great thing about us. If you were to bring us some type, I know there's some dirt bike looking things that are you know off road uh, dirt bikes that have kind of fat wheels and stuff and have a little small metal rack on, like those three wheelers. If you had one, you brought it to us." We could build you whatever you want. As long as you have the time to leave it with us so we can measure everything, custom fab it, we can, we can build whatever you want.
1: Yeah. And there, there's an option on your website too, right? There's an option for custom work right on your website.
0: I believe so. I believe yeah. so. The easiest way to do it is just call my wife. Uh, that's our customer service. Uh, uh, so you're actually going to talk to a person. There's no automated service when you call us, you don't have yep. to press one, two, three, four, five, uh, so, you call her and Fucking then you kind old of talk. School.
1: <laughs> yeah. School, yeah right? That old is school. old school.
0: But we, you know, it gives that personal connection. And that's the biggest thing with us. We, and hell, we've all been on the other side of that line. I mean, you call somebody and you have to press one and then you have to press four, then you have to press 10. And, you know, you just go through this whole list of stuff that you have to do. Then you finally get to the person you need to talk to and then you lose service or something. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. And every so, time it's the wrong person. And it is the wrong person. Like, oh, let me transfer you. And then thirty minutes later, the guy finally answers the <laughs> phone. Like, hey, I can't help you today. Uh, right, let me get your name and number. I'll call you back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the—that's not what we're about. We want people to be happy when they call us, because uh, most of the time, if it's something that you're having a problem with, you're already upset. So there's no reason—no reason to make you more upset having to sit on the phone <laughs> and listen to automated
1: service the whole time. Hey, that—that's good, man. And people appreciate it. They really—and people appreciate that, especially. I those- hope so. Well, I think, I think in today's world where, um, uh, and maybe, the, maybe the wrong term to use here, but with all this, this woke bullshit that's going on in the world right now and, and, and all this other shit that's going on in the world to actually be able to talk to somebody, um, and, and have a conversation and, and, uh, resolution like conflict resolution and figuring out a solution to shit um i think people appreciate that now because we've gone we've gone away from it because a lot of companies thinks that it think that it's more efficient and it's cost saving to do all these to do all these machines and, and automated services and stuff like that yeah maybe maybe in the long run from for the for the board of board of directors but the customer the customer really really appreciates to be able to sit down talk to somebody real that knows the product that's the trick too how many times do you call a place and and they have no idea what you're even talking about they're just reading a a flow chart that's on a computer Mm -hmm. um trying to to And the great
0: thing is if uh you call in if my wife actually doesn't know the answer which is very seldom that she, she doesn't know the answer it she just walks right back in the shop. She could talk to our lead fab guy, she talks to our lead install guy. And if that still doesn't help answer the question, we'll put you on uh, on the phone, sit there and do a video chat. And our install guy or our fab guy will sit there and walk you through the whole process of why you're trying to install. And we don't have an issue with sitting there for 30 minutes, you know, walking you through the process. Uh, That's amazing. Matter of fact, just a few weeks ago, guy called and uh had to answer the phone and said hello you know he goes oh you're real and she goes yeah he goes all right <laughs> let me go ahead and just order one then and he was he was undecided that at that, that point you know if he really wanted to order a rag but as soon as she actually answered the phone he's like oh yeah i've been trying to call you know i'm not gonna say the other companies yeah names. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah i've been trying to call these other companies for the last two days and he goes i can't get anybody on the phone he said all right let's just this is what this is my rig this is what i want and let's do it and she's like okay filled out the order form and you know had one on the truck the next day heading down to wherever he was at, so
1: I don't know man i think uh I think Hannah needs to start throwing out some uh some free duck calling lessons too and and uh that'll probably that'll probably up your sales a little bit right there um order order a rack and I'll uh, give you I uh heard I'll give you ten minutes <laughs> yeah. I'll give you ten minutes of lessons if you order a rack uh I
0: Man, that would be a tough sell for her. She she is one hundred percent not a duck caller. She or she doesn't oh, like blowing it. duck call anymore. She, if people ask, you know, every once in a while, I guess it takes a special person to ask, and she'll actually blow on one. Yeah. Uh, her cousin now he's eight. He's getting into, uh, I guess, Main Street duck calling. You know, the traditional duck calling. Yeah. And uh, she worked with him before. Stuck arts duck festival duck calling, and he decided after that that he's officially hired her as his coach. So I guess now she's going to start coaching the 8-year-old how to how to blow a duck call. Yeah.
1: Uh, so we'll see game. it we'll
0: see how long it lasts. See how it goes. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. All right, Ryan, let's hear it, man. Favorite species to hunt. What is it? Or favorite duck. I don't care about I don't care about big game. Don't want to hear about big game. Favorite <sighs> So
0: duck. favorite duck, man. That is a hard one. Um If it's if it's for the photo shoot, then it's got to be a greenhead just just because you know that's what everybody goes after. Uh, If it's it flavor wise, uh, a good wood duck or a teal, I think Mm -hmm. have the best flavor over any other duck. Uh, Believe it or not, probably my favorite duck to just go and hunt. I know this is probably gonna be an odd one. Y'all probably haven't heard this one. Spoonbill. I
3: I love shooting spoonies.
0: You got a good. Yeah, got to love – man, you got to love shooting spoonies. Uh, I know a lot never of people kind of hash on them a little bit because they're – I shot oh, my first man. one so this year. Down here, people. Really? Really? I never shot So down shot here, one you got, got a lot of river sure. birds and – well, everybody talks crap about them because they're fish eaters. You know, they're fish eaters. They don't taste good. Well, you're sitting in the Delta and Stuttgart, they're sitting in the same fields as mallards. They're eating the same grain, the same seed. They taste just as good and you got a bigger bird that has a good flight on it you know so they're kind of quick coming in you don't have to work them too hard they'll drop in like a till, and they get out of the hole like a teal so i think spoonbills are probably my favorite to shoot just because you get a good mix of a good sized bird and it's a fun shoot
1: i'd like to shoot a spoon. i i would it, but it, it's it's geographical with spoonies eh like some fellas like the, they're it's like the it's like the the golden bird and then you know, in some other places, they're like, "Oh, it's fucking, it's fucking spoonbill." Yeah, like, man. you know, I've heard I mean? so many people there, like that. They're like, "Oh God,
0: a spoonbill!" I'm like, Dude, "That's <laughs> great, eat what y'all are talking about, man.
1: We got yeah. a blind full of them, man. That's great, you know." <laughs> I'd to love, I'd love to have one. I'd love to try one. Um, man, I really, in would. fairness, you're not limited to just four. That
0: that's another point. I like birds that I can shoot more than four of, and there I don't go. have to really hear people. Talk bad if you accidentally shoot a hen, and then you get the whole "Oh, you shot a hen," you know. So uh, <laughs> well, with spoonies, nobody fair, really cares about it. So you in, just shoot in six fairness, and go home. The spoonie
3: that I shot this year, it was opening. It was our opening day of duck season. I was out with a good buddy of our good buddy of mine there, Chris Stewart, and I water swatted a hen spoonie. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, man. Uh, I, it, it does. It does. Like, it does not get any lower than that. I hey, water swatted a hen
1: spoonie. <laughs> You would yeah, get no judgment from me on that, Philly. At <laughs> least it no, wasn't a coot. Not from here either. <laughs> yeah, coot, at least it wasn't yeah. a coot.
3: <laughs> it wasn't a coot. I still oh, man that when
1: that we time... were when we
3: were down in Habitat Flats, fuck our poor guide Hayden. God bless this kid. Absolute amazing human, like you just phenomenal guide. And we got we got him going about the coots because like coots are like fucking. They're like pigeons in Missouri. Like we're yeah. driving by all these like flooded rice fields, flooded corn fields, flooded this, flooded that, and there's like fucking coots everywhere, and you can't shoot them. Yeah. And all oh, four yeah. Hayden yeah. were like, "Oh, here comes a coot! Someone fucking laces. this <laughs> we got this poor kid just spinning. We thought he was going to have a coronary right in the blind. <laughs> but Logan McNulty. So
1: we, are... Logan would be proud. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Go for it, Ryan. Uh, so our slough is actually a closed off slough. It's, it's dammed up on both sides, essentially and wet season slew. Well, it holds water year round because of the beavers. Uh, but there's no natural Creek or really cooch mainly on your big bodies of water, your lakes and stuff. You don't really see them on the rivers in Arkansas, but anyway, it's closed off for me. Need large scale body of water. And, uh, so open weekend, back with uh, center time, about fall on, Like, man, I, I can't believe we haven't seen your coots. We only had, you know, one or two residential coots. Don't know where they came from. Have no clue. Have no clue how the alligators haven't taken them out. And uh, so Saturday didn't see them when I made that comment. Sunday didn't see them. Monday didn't see them. Tuesday, Wednesday. Finally, Thursday, Thanksgiving morning, we hunted a quick little hunt before we headed out. And uh we had probably about 15 or 16. It's the most coots we've ever seen on our sleeve. We're like, where the hell did these birds come from? <laughs> you know, we're just staring at them, they're swimming through the decoys and hanging out and stuff. And yeah, so it, that's
1: they're, a, they're you know what birds. that is. They're very that's very some dude birds. that's a dude from California that's bringing those birds over to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's probably so. that, that, yeah.
3: Well that, that's like an East Coast delicacy.
1: Um Listen, I got to stop you because you said something there and, and I've really got to talk about it. Fucking alligators. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we have, uh, I know it's kind of crazy. Um, so, you know, wild pigs are a big deal. Yeah. In South Arkansas, we just, we have wild pigs everywhere. And, but if you get up to Stuttgart, there's like a hard line in the sand where the wild pigs just don't cross. So for some reason we don't have wild pigs, but we have alligators. Um, so I at one point, we had uh, about a 13-footer in our reservoir. We have about a 25-acre reservoir. And bio, Mita, the actual bio runs through, cuts our property in half. And so we think she came out of the bio. Uh, we saw her for about a year, and then she disappeared. Uh, in our back slough, we have a couple 10-footers that we've seen hanging out. And then my father-in-law, who uh, has to clean out the pipes from the beavers damming them up, he has a he has about a four or five foot friend that he'll be waist deep water and this alligator will pop up ten feet away from him, hang out for thirty minutes, just watch him the whole time. And my father just climb out of the water, you know, and the dude just like, all right, see you later, man. you gives him a little wave and just swims Dad. off. Yeah. He's no him. thank you. <laughs>
2: No measure him fucking That's what I tell
3: way. You. He's measuring them <laughs> <him> up. <laughs>
1: Not I, I a... would
3: legit have the big fucking dirty hairy 44 <laughs> mag with like a 36 inch fucking barrel and like 400 grain slugs strapped to my chest.
1: Buddy, I, I tell you, also what's funny, doing that if you want yeah, to yeah. have a good time. And I mean, you and your buddies just laugh your ass off. Bring me down to your fucking refuge and then let me see an alligator. And you watch me freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No way, dude. No. Man, we've had a
0: hard past. Yeah. Early, early. Se- you know, right. Right. At the beginning of season, we, you know, we're still a little warm. We'll get up in the 60s, 70s. So they're going dormant a little bit, slowing down. But we, yeah, we've had them swim through our decoys and kind of just check us out. Uh, but the funniest part is they kind of leave us alone. You know, they'll get close, get curious, and kind of look at us. Uh, but like the 10 footers, they she always stays kind of way off and that never comes around. As soon as we are, we have a little jump boat that we run into the slough, and as soon as she kind of hears that, she kind of drifts away from us. Oh really. Right. Uh, but I had a beaver come in and slap me in the duck blind last year.
1: <laughs> We're sitting there
0: duck hunting, and you know, we had high water, it's probably a little over knee deep. Yeah. And I was looking back the wrong direction, obviously. And about that time just bam slapped the shit out of me. And I, I was leaving the I was leaving the water. I was walking on water about that time. My father in law was looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, man, a beaver slapped me. He's like, he didn't. And he looked like, oh shit, there's a beaver swimming away. I'm like, yeah, he slap me. <laughs> Hit me in the leg, man. We
3: call that a Canadian yes. bitch slap. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it.
1: Uh, that's awesome. Well, I got uh, I got a good beaver story. Um get your mind well, out of the sure color, all fellas. Um, <laughs> i was wondering where we we're going with that one <laughs> yeah no i i do have a good one on the ottawa river but uh we'll save it for another time um we're almost at that 60 minute mark fellas and uh i think this is as good as areas or as good as time as any as the as the call this one uh for tonight ryan buddy i can't thank you enough for coming on and and phil i can't thank you enough for for you know doing the leg work and 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 Setting this up and talking to Hannah and introducing me in the whole bit, um, this is a great show, a lot of good laughs, and a, and I know the millions and millions of fans are going to really enjoy it. So, um, we'll do a quick around the table and then uh, give you the last word, Ryan. Uh, Mark, to you, buddy.
2: Uh, two things. First, Ryan, good to meet you. Uh, you seem like a pretty good dude, and you guys got a good company there. I've been looking sizing up your. Your gear over the last little bit. And uh, if I did have a side by side, I'd set it up. That swamp kitchen is something else.
0: I gotta (laughs) say, it holds a (laughs) 35 pound sack of crawfish. And uh, uh, I'm sure I could convince my wife to give you uh, the turkey fryer attachment for free that comes along with it, also. (laughs) We 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 just want the crawfish.
1: You just want the crawfish. I gotta take a minute. I will tell you where... what: if you
0: buy the cooker, I will. I will personally send you a thirty-five-pound sack of crawfish. How about that?
1: <laughs> she does. See, wife wouldn't uh, complain. <laughs> we we gotta take a moment here to just um, appreciate the American attitude, and that is something that I've brought up on this show a million times before. Just fucking go big or go home. Like that's, that's, the it, it man. Is, man. that's the way it is. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, do it right. I love 100% it.
2: Every, sorry, day. Mar- every day. Sorry,
1: Mark. I jumped in on you there.
2: And the, uh, the second thing I wanted to, sorry, uh, to, to drift off from our, our conversation and point here, but, uh, I just wanted to mention Craig mints and real geese decoys. Uh, there mm-hmm. in the last week, uh, I said I wanted to get some silos. Yes, you heard that, right? I wanted to get some silos. And uh, Damien immediately put me in a conversation with Craig. And uh, within minutes, I think we had uh, we figured out what we wanted and how much it was going to be. And, and uh, anyway, so we ran into some issues with shipping. But I got to say, Craig and his team really stepped up and jumped over walls mm-hmm. to uh, get those decoys to me. Anyway, they're down in the uh, in my garage now, waiting for their next first hunt. Anyway, so, Neil said I didn't have to, to mention Craig and his and their customer service because it's, it's legendary. If anyone who ever deals with them, yeah, everyone always comes out on the positive side. So, I just wanted to bring that up.
1: No, that's awesome, Mark. Thanks, buddy, Billy.
3: I feel that because Mark hunted over my real geese, <laughs> I play a vital role and converting him to the dark side.
1: Now you, now you got, now you got to wait for Merck to invite you on a hunt so you can fuck up his decoy bag. Like we <laughs> right? did yours. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: But Ryan, absolute, hurt, absolute pleasure to have you on. But like, it was, it was amazing being down there in Missouri and like actually being able to lay hands on your product and, and talking to your wife. Like we were messaging back and forth on the, the company account. Like I, I there were so many like amazing photo opportunities I could have had, like having straps hanging off the rocks and stuff. And I, I'm still kicking myself to this day for not getting those photos. But um, again, amazing product and I can attest like the durability, like you can legit hang off these things. You can pile so much stuff on them. Just the versatility, you know, hanging straps, hanging decoys, you know, Again, doubling the amount of crap you can carry out when you're going hunting, like on the side-by-sides. It's, it's just an amazing idea. And we wish you guys nothing but the best in the future. And we just hope to see some more and better products coming down the pipe.
1: Ryan, buddy, appreciate to it. you. Appreciate
0: it. All right, guys. Thank you. All. I appreciate the opportunity to come here and talk with you all. Great, guys. If you're ever in Northwest Arkansas, man, come and hit me up. Uh, if you're looking for that crane, crane hill hunt, definitely check out prairie bomb outfitters uh talk to vince he'll take care of you As a matter of fact before i got on the show i text I'm like hey i'll give you a little plug just want to make sure it's okay he's like man love it i was like all yeah. right here we go so but yeah if, if y'all end up getting side by sides reach out to hannah and she'll take care of y'all hook you up with some with some good deals and uh if you know any dealerships up there man just just let us know we'll figure out how to get it across the border one way or another
1: yeah buddy yeah i'm gonna get that to you ryan buddy um we've all said it thanks so much for coming on uh and to everybody listening this is ryan's first podcast so it It is is it is a big deal that he that he chose us to uh to do it so uh you know not a big well no big deal you know
3: let let, us be honest his wife said go do this
0: It was, it was a little nicer than that. She was, <laughs> she was like, hey, would you be willing to do a podcast? And I was like, is if anybody else an going to do your it? Time. Yeah. She yeah, was like, yeah. I don't think anybody else is sh- yeah. going to do it. I was like, well, if nobody else will do it, I mean, just ask. If nobody else will do it, I sure, I guess I will. <laughs> she takes me back. like, I, I, hell, She didn't even ask anybody. She's like, okay, yeah. you're doing it. Nobody else wants to do it. It yeah, was like yeah, two yeah. seconds later. And I was like, all Smile right. Smile and I'm nod, bro. Yeah. Hey, Smile and nod.
1: Hey, we've all been there, bud. Best way to get through life. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan buddy thanks so much for coming on ladies and gentlemen Appreciate check it. out swamp box um we've got a ton of followers in the states and if you're not following this check it out once the episode drops on on Monday um we'll have everybody tagged and uh, you'll be able to check them out go go check out their website Mark was sharing the page they've got some really cool options and listen um if somebody please buy one of those liquor carts and put a bottle of bird dog whiskey peach on it and send me a picture of it. Okay. Um, listen, this is episode 168 of the union. We are not experts and we'll never pretend to be. We're just a bunch of dudes that love hanging out and talking with good people about duck hunting and everything that comes with it. Big love, surround yourself with good people chat with you next week.